Welcome to today's edition of Beat to the Fire, where we're always challenging the status quo. For more cutting-edge commentary, go to feettothefire.org. That is feet, the number two, thefire.org. And now your host. Your daily Donald J. Trump truth from Truth Social. He posted this, the highly partisan unselect committee report, that's the congressional committee that was investigating the so-called January 6th riot. The unselect committee report purposely fails to mention the failure of Pelosi to heed my recommendation for troops to be used in D.C. fails to show the quote, peacefully and patriotically, words that I used, or study the reason for the protest, which was election fraud. Witch hunt. Thank you. Right on cue, Trump is unrelenting unrelenting with pushback and with decrying all the false narrative that's going after him and all of us MAGA supporters, all of us regular everyday Americans. He also truthed this out. The FBI has just confirmed that it has paid millions of dollars to Twitter. We talked about this yesterday. And also that large amounts of money has been paid by them to other social media companies, which I also said yesterday, which has all, when put together, shown massive campaign fraud in the 2020 election. The FBI said they were working with private companies, but what they didn't say was that it was for the purpose of changing the election results, pushing Biden over Trump. Wow. And he's right on the money. And thank you that he's saying it. And this is in reference to the Twitter files that are being released almost on a daily basis, weekly basis, by Musk, exposing all the coordination between the feds, and big tech to alter the election, to corrupt the election. And a buddy of mine, actually it was my brother, yesterday made this great comment after listening to Feet to the Fire. It inspired a thought-provoking comment from him. You know, it's amazing what Elon Musk is doing. And I'm not like um, a wild Elon Musk fan. I mean, it's great what he's doing. It's great what he's doing. But just in a, in a very as, as very neutral observation, it's amazing that a private citizen is exposing the U.S. government, is, in my brother's words, is pantsing the U.S. government publicly, is showing that the intelligence community coordinated, as I said, with private companies and the media to censor free speech and to control our elections. And here was his point. Where else on earth can you do that? Where else on earth? Can you, as a private citizen, completely put to shame and expose the corruption in the government and not get immediately arrested and executed? Try this in Venezuela or China or any of these backwards dictatorships, backwards tyrant-run Marxist regimes. Try it, and you'll see what happens. It's only in this blessed country of freedom where you can have a guy who built a company and decides, you know what? I'm going to spend my money. I'm going to, I'm going to buy a, an entire company and then humiliate the government by exposing all the corruption. It's incredible. And, and that is an aspect of our freedom that has to be maintained. 
And we have to continue exposing this and, and agree and fight that this is unacceptable in a lawful republic. By the way, good morning and welcome to Feet to the Fire. This is your host, Sergio Fassa. This is our last Feet to the Fire edition of 2022. We are over 260 episodes. Come on, that's epic. It is Friday, and obviously, I hope that you are all looking forward to a wonderful Christmas, wonderful New Year, and great time off with family. Normally, I do Friday Follies, but I'm just going to do everything I can cram in before the end of our episode today. So, this in from the post-millennial just happened last night, breaking the Senate passed a massive $1.7 trillion government funding bill by a vote of 68 to 29 on Thursday, allowing it to pass the House before Friday's deadline. It's going to go to the House. It went to the House last night, I guess, or today. And the reason I'm mentioning this is not only is it news right now, but this is a case study in the failure of establishment Republicans who work in lockstep with Democrats on the left. And again, I've been saying to you, we're seeing this internal party war between the establishment rhinos, Republicans, in name only, the number of which you can fit in a thimble, but they are the power brokers in the Republican Party. They are the never-Trumpers, and they hate conservatives. They're embarrassed of conservatives, want us to go away, and they'd rather just govern in the middle with Democrats, like Mitch McConnell's stupid remark when we did not win the Senate in this past election, and he said, we're going to meet him on the 40-yard line. Yeah, because compromise is what we want. Com- that's great. Compromise with the Marxists. The battle between these establishment Republicans and the massive conservative base, the MAGA base, the red patriotic base, the America First base, the Republican Party, this is a case study in why we are so angry and why the establishment fails. Listen to this. This bill will also allow lawmakers to be able to get home in time for the holidays. The massive $1.7 million spending bill will provide funding to Congress and their pet projects through September, preventing, here it is, the incoming GOP-led Congress to control the purse strings of the U.S. government. Do you realize that constitutionally, the House of Representatives controls the money, the purse strings, taxation, and expenditures? Well, all of Congress, but finances originate from the House of Representatives the most populated, most numerous branch, most closely connected to the people, the most populist branch. And it was won by Republicans in November. And rather than the Republicans in the Senate and in the the House saying, you know what, we won, we're going to stick it to the Democrats, we're all going to stick together and refuse to pass a spending bill, hold them what's called a lame duck session, not allow them to get it done. Then when the new Congress comes in, in January, when you have a majority in the House, then we can pass an appropriate budget. Rather than doing that, they literally handed over a $1.7 trillion bill to the Democrats on a silver platter, exactly what these drunken sailor spending politicians wanted. They gave it to them when they didn't even have to. This is Republicans capitulating. That's what I'm saying. This is a perfect case study in why these guys are the worst. They are Benedict Arnold's. They're traitors. 
They're, they're not even worthy of being called Republicans. Axios writes that the passage is a, quote, success. Puke in my mouth. It's not a success, but Axios is a hard left news organization. It's a success for the 116th Congress, as it will fund the government through next September and therefore prevent spending struggles when Republicans take control of the House in January. That's right. This is a preventative measure against your own Republican Party. And now the post-millennial comments, the American people voted for Republicans to lead the House, but instead Democrats will see their initiatives funded nearly halfway into the next congressional term. Do you realize that? Thanks to establishment rhinos, almost the entire first half of the next congressional session, which the Republicans won a majority in, and six million more Republicans by popular numbers cast their votes in November, we have the plurality in this country, and the rhino Republicans just handed over half of the legislative term to the Democrats' spending plan. Fox News Congress gives itself Christmas present, huge funding boost, $1.7 trillion spending bill. One of the biggest spending increases in the bill is funding for Congress itself, Across-the-board increases for every federal entity, because they don't cut, they keep spending, including the legislative branch, which has a 16.5% funding boost if the bill becomes law. So Congress gave itself nearly a $1 million increase from last year, up to $6.9 billion. And the bill says that the bulk of the increase goes towards what? Safety and security, because lawmakers are worried about the prospect of another January 6th-style attack on, the cap- on Capitol Hill. Give me a break. That's such a pretense. We're worried we're going to get attacked again. You weren't attacked. It's all a scam. There's a picture at Fox News of Pelosi and Schumer like masked idiots signing away. They have the pens in hand signing the bill, signing away our treasures and our prosperity— because this is going to horrendously increase inflation, and Schumer, like a moron, is wearing a mask that says hashtag save restaurants. What a pious hypocrite. Here's a good word my brother said to use, prig. I think it's like an old British word. That means self-righteously above it all, high and mighty, and pretentious. And that's what these politicians are, save restaurants. You destroyed the restaurants. You, you destroyed business and capital with COVID lockdowns and your... trillion bill and taxation and spending save restaurants. And here are the 18 Republican senators who voted for the $1.7 trillion omnibus spending package without even reading it. Listen to these details. On Thursday, the Senate voted to pass the bill that included $45 billion $45 billion in military and economic aid for Ukraine, among billions spent in other controversial areas. By the way, we still can't get money for the wall, but we can send $50 billion almost to Ukraine. And many Republicans railed against the recklessness of the process and gargantuan level of spending. The bill was, here it is, okay, 4,115 pages, meaning no one read it. Senators Mike Lee and Rand Paul complained about it. Mike Lee tweeted, they're extorting the American people with a $1.7 trillion, trillion dollar spending bill, giving their representatives no time to read, debate, or amend the bill. This is wrong. Still, it passed with a bipartisan majority. Bipartisan. Doesn't make us feel so good. Yeah, I love, I love capitulation, compromise, bipartisan. These are all great words about leadership and principle and um, reform and actually accomplishing something that's, that's right. 
that standing your ground, fighting for what's right and winning, bipartisan, compromise. All the Democrats voted for it and 18 Republicans. Here they are. Their names should be forever cemented in mud, which makes no sense because you can't cement mud, but you know what I'm trying to say. Roy Blunt, John Boozman, Shelley Capito. By the way, Blunt and Capito were the ones with the stupid comments about the uh, House Republican January 6th committee uh, saying that they recommend prosecution of Trump. And they're like, no, I'm not sure about that. I really don't know the details. Like lousy, spineless worms. Susan Collins, of course, useless Republican, forever feminist leftist, carrying an R next to her name from Maine. John Cornyn, Tom Cotton, who was supposed to be a darling in the conservative movement. Tom Cotton, you're lousy. You're no conservative. Lindsey Graham, Lindsey Gramnesty, always going along with the left. Jim Inhofe, Mitch McConnell, of course, the Marble Mouth Senate Republican leader. Jerry Moran, Lisa Murkowski, who shouldn't have her seat from Alaska, but the Republican uh, establishment just totally destroyed the elections in Alaska so she could keep it. Rob Portman, Mitt Romney, failed Republican presidential candidate. Need I say more? Mick Rounds, Richard Shelby, John Thune, Roger Wicker, Todd Young. 4,155 pages, this says, and it was released by leadership only hours before the first round of voting. As Congressman Dan Bishop explains, to have read the bill by the time the Senate voted to begin debating, you would have needed to read four-plus pages per minute without a single break for 16 hours straight. No one read it. They voted away trillions of dollars of our dollars without even reading the bill that they're voting on. Brad Palumbo from Newsweek. Many of the Republicans who voted for it complained about it, but they did it anyway. This is a losing proposition for Republicans if they keep behaving like this. But we see in Trump and MAGA and conservatism and America First a winning proposition. See the contrast. By the way, this is great. AOC from New York said this, our Jewish brothers and sisters are able to have an abortion according to their faith. And she goes on, many religions do not share the, quote, fundamentalist Christian definition of life. And she called it authoritarian and theocratic. Why am I reading that? Well, it's Friday Follies, and I found this. And the article says, no AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, abortion is not a Jewish sacrament. She's a moron. But I want you to notice the target. What's her target? Did you see that? Fundamentalist Christian. Fundamentalist Christian. That's right. We're the evil, intolerant people that need to be expunged out of society. Switzerland is considering banning electric cars for non-essential travel this winter as the continent deals with an energy crisis sparked by Russia's war in Ukraine. This from the Daily Wire. So I guess your electric cars don't really work for purposes of conservation because now in Switzerland you can't use them this winter. Because here's the dirty little truth. They cost more and they're dirtier pollutants because of all the fossil fuels it takes to create the electricity to charge your stupid Prius that you're driving all over the Swiss Alps. We are out of time. Let justice roll down like waters, America, and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. Don't believe the hype out there. Capitulation and folding to the pressures of crazy liberals who 
one minute want you to buy an electric car and a minute later ban it because you're subject to the arbitrary win whims of lunatic despots capitulating to them is not how we win we stand our ground listen everybody have an awesome and wonderful Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and see you in 2023, where we will continue to run to this microphone to expose the left, the establishment, and the Marxists, and we will continue to hold their feet to the fire.